This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about Russ Grimm, the original hog, making it to the Hall of Fame, Super Bowl odds for the Redskins, Josh's hard-hitting interview with LeVar Arrington, and the Clinton Portis Arrington's dispute. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Yo, 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 let's hear it for the hogs. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it for the hogs. <laughs> Woohoo! Way to go, Russ. Way to go, Brother Russ. Brother Grim. Finally. Brother Russ. A hog is in his rightful place in the hall. A hog is in the hall. Oh, I, I want to point out that Redskins.com totally bit that from us because that was the headline that we put up on our website. And minutes later, it popped up on Redskins.com. What do you expect? Same dude? exact headlight. What do you expect? Headline, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect? We know where they get their real information from. It's because someone at Redskins.com is like, dude, we know we screw up all the time. Well, so that's because we they get well their in- a good source, dude. That's because they screw up because they got their information from Bleacher Report. Probably BleacherReport.com. Hoping one day to become. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even I joke it. about how bad they are. I'm terrible. You know, someone actually. I heard on a nationally syndicated radio show, an ESPN show this week. Um, that person was. Busting on the Bleacher Report because of some report they had that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I believe it was one of their typical big flashy headline that's a complete lie, but they use it to bring you in to read their story that is not at all a true story whatsoever. Basically the same thing, Aaron, that you've been calling them out on for the last few weeks. I can't stand it anymore, and I get all those Google alerts about Redskins, and they're always on there. And their stories are just like the same stuff with like a different headline and none of it is anything. Like for the last three weeks, five times a day, they'll have a different headline that's like, you know, Redskins to get quarterback with four pick. The Redskins should get Sam Bradford or maybe they should get an offensive lineman. Well, our guy, some blah, blah, blah dude that doesn't know what he's talking about, thinks that after these mock drafts, the Redskins are going to take this guy. And then the next day it'll be the same thing. Or something like um, Derek Dockery with Nicole Ritchie on 50-yard line. (laughs) And then you click on the link and it's like, wouldn't that be cool if it were true? Yeah, stuff like that. (laughs) Or something dorky like that. It's just ridiculous. Oh, I saw a headline. You give bloggers a bad name. I saw a headline this week and it wasn't on. Philadelphia. It wasn't on the... um, Bleacher Report it was another site like that. And the headline was like, um, Jason Campbell gone. Redskins to take quarterback with number four. 
And then you click on there, and it was like, with Jason Campbell gone, the Redskins are going to take a quarterback with number four pick, according to Washington Post article. And then they have a link, and you click on the Washington Post article, and it doesn't say anything about Jason Campbell whatsoever. And second of all, it says the Redskins may take a quarterback with their number four, or they may take a lineman. It's like, seriously. Dude, that's because instead of instead of talking about uh, Jason Campbell, they were actually talking about his doppelganger, otherwise known as Lionel Richie. <laughs> oh, man. Do I have any Lionel Richie music? <laughs> oh man anyway dudes russ Grimm. <laughs> back to russ Grimm. finally there's a hog in the hall of fame dudes and i mean really it, 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 russ Grimm going in as as a hog is really the entire line from the 80s going in all those guys you know he's the representative for the entire group you know, Joe Jacoby might have a chance of still making it in, but I don't know. Once now that Russ Grimm is in, they may not. This may be the last Redskin to make it into the Hall of Fame for twenty or thirty years. Speak, but, speaking you know, of Lachey, Bostic, um, um, Stark, Schlereth. You know, you name all those guys from from the uh, the original Hogs out there, and I mean Russ Grimm is the guy who's who's representing for him. I think it's about darn about damn time. <laughs> Sick. Ha <laughs> ha, nice one. Solid. Um all I can know is this. This means that the Harry Hog football boys are officially taking another trip to Canton. Oh yeah. Yeah, where are we staying in Canton? We decided, right? We got we got Dude, our you made the reservations. Yeah, I did. For all of you out there, we're staying, what, 30 miles away from the hall, something like that? Uh, we are staying in the rubber capital of the world. That would be Akron, Ohio, home of the Akron Zips. Sick. Akron. We're staying at the Radisson <laughs> Akron. The Radisson Akron. <laughs> For those of you who want to go to the uh, to the Hall of Fame uh, enshrinement and game, war game, um, come join us. That's the Radisson Akron. At least, um, I don't know if they have rooms anymore, but they, they had a few rooms left when we tried to get our room. You know what the beauty of it is, dudes? When we're at the hall this time compared to the last time when it was all Redskins fans, this time there's going to be Redskins fans and Cowboys fans there so we can cut on them. It's going to be awesome. They're going to be like, oh, Emmett Smith, blah, 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 blah. We're going to be like, uh, <laughs> uh, read the flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Dallas sucks flag. Well, we're not going to have the Dallas sucks flag at the ceremony because that's classless. But we'll certainly have it at the game the next day. <laughs> Thirty-one teams agree. Wait, why can't Dallas sucks? Wait, why can't we have it at the ceremony as long as we don't fly it when Emmett Smith is up? Well, I think that would be the only time we would fly it. No, we could fly it on our way in. Like I could wear it as a cape, like I did last time when we parked in that old lady's yard. <laughs> yeah, we got to find that old lady again, man. She was awesome. Yeah, that old lady was pretty cool because she let us park there for as long as we wanted for five bucks in her yard where everyone else was, like, trying to rake people out of, like, 20 and 30 bucks. 50 bucks if you were, like, a block away. And and the thing is, she was, like, this old, nice little old lady and everything. 
And then I was like, oh, well, can I give you some more money and then we can, like, reserve the spot when we come back after lunch? She's like, oh, no, you can have it all day. You don't have to give me any more money. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, I don't like how other people charge, like, an arm and a leg and do all that to everybody. So I don't do it that way. That's cool. And she's all nice and sweet and everything. And then you, we got back after lunch, and she's out there, and she's, like, turned into this, like, crotchety old lady with a hickory stick, like, <laughs> like beating people away. It's like, get off my lawn, you know? And she sees us. She's like, oh, hello, boy. <laughs> she's like, she's like. Your spot's still open. I had to chase a few people away. She's, like, putting up cones like, and Dang. stuff in our parking spot. <laughs> like, she was awesome. So we're, we're definitely going to go visit her again. That was awesome. <laughs> All I knew is when we first pulled up, I was a little parking in Miss Awesome's yard only. When we first pulled up, I was a little afraid because she had like her redneck son there, and then she was eating like some big old bowl of like Kraft macaroni and cheese <laughs> on the front porch. But hey, she turned out to be pretty cool. She was. You know, you should get her address and like zoom in on uh, Google Maps on satellite. You know, we'll put some old lady's yard for parking on our uh, Harry Hog map. <laughs> we could probably find it because I, I kind of remember where it was, and I remember her house was like that, you know, light beige brick color. So. I thought all the houses were there. For, for the Hall of Fame, unlike some stadiums and everything, this is actually a glorified high school stadium that's next to the Hall of Fame, and it's been really macked out by the NFL. Like, lots of money has been put into it because they do the Hall of Fame game every year there. Um, but it's basically... It's still a high school on one stadium. side by Interstate 77 and on the other three sides by a neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And so was the Hall of Fame. So there's like almost – there's very little parking. You have to park like on people's streets like in a neighborhood. So, you know, it's not like we're being all cheap or anything like, oh, we're not going to park – get a parking pass like you would, I guess, at the Redskins Stadium. I mean, you, you literally – unless you have one of the 50 passes for the lots – <laughs> you literally have to go around and park in people's yards and, and get you know and pay them to park in their yards and stuff. Anyway, the- you can zoom into it um, on the map. Like we put a post up on the site this week, and it was Hall of Fame enshrinement 2010. We are booked, and there's a map there that shows like where our hotel is and where the Hall of Fame is. A Google map. You can actually zoom right in uh, to the Hall of Fame and look at the stadium, and um, it looks pretty maxed out, dude. Like all the seats are covered and. You know, it says Fawcett Stadium, Canton, Ohio, in the end zone. And then, Seats like, there's some building. And on the other side of the building is, like, another stadium or a track or something. I think it's track because it's, it's like a high school thing. And because it is a high school stadium and area, it is a, a dry stadium inside and out. There is no alcohol sales there. All right. Well, here's. I thought it was like a Christian college or something. I thought no, it... no, it's a high school stadium. Well, anyway, regardless of that, if you guys have any um, desire whatsoever to go to Canton, um, this would be a good time to go. As John said, it's probably the last time a Redskins going to get in for a while, and um, it's basically while. an awesome trip. Even you know, no matter what, if you're a football fan, no matter who's playing in that Hall of Fame game, it's going to be cool because. The stadium is so small. It's like a high school stadium. So I mean, literally, you go down and there's a three-foot chain-link fence about three, four feet away from the bench. I know. You could, all like, the players are sitting. Like, you, you could almost reach out. Like, I, I could almost touch Chris Samuel's back if I had been from reaching the fence, out and yeah. you know, had been weird <laughs> like that. From, like, standing, like, on the ground from opposite the fence, you know. And, and obviously, it's not like that at any 
real NFL stadium. So it's a really cool thing to be that close to the players. It's like you're right there. Yeah. You can hold conversations at a regular, normal tone of voice or anything. You're not, like, yelling and screaming. If you, You'd be like, yo, what's up? And they'd be like, hey, what's up? And if you'll remember correctly, our Hall of Fame trip is where we got that photo that proved to everyone that Jason Taylor was going to be a bust on the Redskins. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> I'll uh, fish that out and put that back up on the website. <laughs> Man, when I took that picture, I came back up to our seats and I was like, dude, you're never going to believe this picture. Some of you that have been uh, listening to the podcast for a while, uh, you probably remember it. We put it up on the website two years ago. Well, I guess a year and a half ago at this point. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty hilarious. And you can see right away on that picture, this guy this guy is not going to be a good Washington Redskins. <laughs> Anyway, if you guys have any uh, any um, desire to go, let us know because we're going to plan some meetups for Harry Hog Football Nation. One of those will probably be at the Quaker Steak and Lube in Canton. So, keep and it, if you like hot wings, and we know that Aaron does, you guys you can, can uh, show challenge up. Challenge him to a uh, what are the what were those wings called? Yeah, there? you the guys super hot ones. You had to sign the waiver. Suicide, I think. You guys can show up, and me and Josh will both Josh take. Josh is the, already like hell yeah. We'll both. <laughs> me and Josh will both take the suicide wing challenge, and you guys can too. Anybody, anybody that can put me down on the suicide wing challenge, uh, bring it on. Because I don't see it happening. Dude, I can take you. Don't see it happening. I can take you. All right, so if you guys want to, I'm not worried about that as much. What I want to do, or what I'm hoping, is that they'll end up being a game of I never. Oh. <laughs> All I know no, is this. I mean, if you guys like, want to like see, I never would do this. You know that how much game that that. Uh... Oh, how much? Right. To Get do lockers and run around the Hall of Fame. Well, anyway, and then you say, "Well, I do it for two hundred bucks, and if two hundred dollars ends up on the table, you have to take that money and take that challenge." So anyway, if you guys are looking for some of those sophomore games to happen. And you want to hang out with Harry Hog football? Wings and beers and sophomore games? Find us. Send us some email, RedskinsFan <laughs> at HarryHogFootball.com, and meet up with us. All right, now let's move on to the itinerary and get this thing squared away. Um, the Super Bowl odds. Wait, first of all, congratulations to Russ Grimm. We've already said it once, but, dude, he's in. He's representing the whole line. Second of all. Ten years of Redskins football. Offensive lineman. You guys should call your bookie right now because Super Bowl odds for the Redskins are 50 to 1 to win the Super Bowl next year in Dallas, I might add. (laughs) (laughs) If the Redskins go to the Super Bowl in Dallas, I'm so there. Oh, that'll be awesome. (laughs) It'd be like, uh. Oh, that'd be hilarious. So, you know, if you live in uh, Nevada or you have a cousin, Vinny, that lives in Brooklyn, you uh, can give that person a call and get your 50 to 1 odds down right now yeah. for the Redskins. Make that money. If you put 50 bucks down, it will pay for your trip to Dallas for the Super Bowl. All right, well, we've we chatted a lot about nothing, so I think it's about time for us to take a break. Dude, I'm exhausted. When we come back, we'll talk about a Redskins great who passed away this week. Yes. Big news after these messages. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. 
now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. John, you back? John. Oh, I'm back. Did I miss anything? Uh, not really. Lady, I'm your night and I love you. <laughs> Dude, I love Kenny Rogers. Speaking of Kenny Rogers, I found my old Kenny Rogers crew shirt that we got John, Ruby. that we got from 2001 when we worked that Kenny. Oh, Rogers. you mean you mean back in Brooklyn? Like in Brooklyn, yo. You remember when Kenny Rogers sat in my Jeep for like a split second? <laughs> yeah, because you were going to take him to Kenny Rogers' Broaster Chicken for dinner. <laughs> Changed his mind. <laughs> and then the limo showed up. <laughs> anyway. Dude, that was too bad. I, I'm surprised that they didn't have something nearby because it is Brooklyn. That they didn't have something by like Lenny Codger's rotisserie chicken or something like <laughs> I that. Just, you know how there's always like Kennedy it's Fried like Chicken. And coming to America where they have McDougal's. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be McDonald's. That's really funny. But that's really the things that happen. There's places like that all over New York City. Like Kennedy Fried Chicken. Kennedy Fried Chicken was up on. Kennedy uh, Fried Chicken. What was that up on? What road was that? <laughs> that little crossroad that cut over Flatbush. to Coney, River, Coney Island Avenue. It was like Flatbush, Brooklyn. It was Flatbush somewhere. It was that road that cuts over to Coney Island Avenue that we always took. Uh, there, were, there were a couple of them. Anyway, Kennedy Fried Chicken, yeah, that's a real place up there. Sure, <laughs> sure you can Google it. But, uh, yeah, Josh, anyway, I um, found that shirt in my drawer. I've never worn it because it was, A, it was too small. It was like a sausage wrapper on me. And, two, uh, it's pretty dorky. It's just a gray T-shirt, and on the front breast pocket, it says Kenny Rogers Crew. So, anyway, I tried to go on eBay to see how much those shirts were going for, and there were a couple <laughs> of them on there for, like, 10 bucks and no bids. So I was like... Um, I guess this is just going to have to go to Goodwill. Actually, you actually did get one on eBay? Yeah. Yeah, I found two of them on eBay. Dude, I've got, I think I still have one in a drawer here because I worked Kenny Rogers twice. I worked him down here in Virginia once as well. Was it the same And shirt? the shirts, instead of being the ugly gray, it was kind of like a green, which was almost gray. <laughs> so I thought they were maybe like, Faded maybe seconds. they were the ones that were left out in the sun for a while. <laughs> Maybe they had been worn a few times and washed, and this was the color they had kind of faded into. Kenny Rogers cheaps out on Man, the graphic I, designers. I grew up listening to Kenny and Dolly sing Islands in the Stream. Don't be joking. Dude, dude you, get, you would be really surprised how many people showed up. I mean, it was a free concert, but how many people showed up to see Kenny Rogers in Brooklyn? <laughs> people love Kenny Rogers there. He's you know from, why? He's from because, there, dude. Uh, Every, that's because Brooklyn Borough President, then Senator Marty Markowitz, <laughs> we're, good, we're good at uh, promoting things like that. Yeah, and his white anyway, seat. Anyway, we're, we're getting off task. Let's, let's talk about the Redskins here. Yeah, speaking of the Redskins, Josh, um, let me see. A little sad news. Uh, UVA star and Redskins ring of famer. Hall of Famer. And Hall of Famer, and he's also in the Redskins ring of fame. 
Yes, sir. Bill Dudley passed away at 88. He was a running back. I think he was a defensive back. I believe he might have been a uh, kicker or a punter. I don't remember. And he played for the Redskins for three years in the early 50s. And I do believe that we here at Harry Hog Football were one of the first to report that that day. And Bill Dudley was also like a senator or something, wasn't he, John? Bill Dudley is he, he's done a lot. He's he's known pretty much as the uh, the best athlete to ever come out of the University of Virginia, uh, ever. He played for some other two teams too. He played for the Steelers for a while. So anyway, he played with, uh, he played with Sammy Ball, I do believe. <laughs> he played with Sammy. Uh, I don't know if he played on the team at the same time. He may have. Anyway, but he, uh, yeah, he was the MVP. He, he was the MVP in '46. Um, yeah, he did play with Sammy Ball. They were actually roommates. Um, served as a state senator or state uh, legislator for Virginia. Uh, let's see. I think, yeah, of course, it was the time where it was the three-way player. So he was a runner. Uh, <laughs> he was a passer, a kicker. He punted. He played defensive back, kind of like uh, Sammy Ball did as well. Um, and I think he led the Redskins in yards for all three years he was on the team. Oh, yeah, and he also served our country for two years during World War II. On top of that. So anyway, our so, condolences yeah, a great to man. We actually, Aaron and I actually saw him yeah. at the Hall of Fame a couple years ago because when, when they do the Hall of Fame inductions, all the current members of the Hall of Fame, actually, they are that are in attendance are introduced um, one at a time before they induct the new members, and they all come up and wave and have a seat up on the stage and he was there and I was really surprised he was there two or a year and a half ago. I, I, I really, you know, I mean, he's at that time he was 86 years old. So yeah. And Chris Berman he was like, like the Bill Dudley. Three time pro bowler in his, um, in his, uh, freshman year of, uh, in, in NFL, his rookie season. He uh he ran a fifty five yard touchdown in his um very first game. In the second game he scored a kickoff return on a kickoff return. Dude, they had yeah. the Pro Bowl back then? Yeah. Seriously? Apparently they did. Yeah. He was one of the greatest athletes probably in the in the history of the state of Virginia, you know, UVA. Hall of Fame football player, served his country in the war. I mean, just a just a great person and I've never heard anything ever bad about him. Um he was a uh, he was he was one of those classy acts, one of those guys that it, I understand returned again and again to the Hall of Fame every year to, to be in attendance. Thought it was you know kind of one of those things where it was his his duty to do so. So classy guy he played for the, the Lions and the Steelers as well in the NFL, and uh, someone that'll be missed in the world of football. That's right. Hats off to number thirty-five, Bill the Bullet Dudley. And and I gotta say he's got one of the coolest, most iconic black and white football photos I think of all time. It's the one that was on NFL.com and on Redskins.com where he's kind of running sort of towards the camera and he's kind of in half stride like a jog run. And he's got the leather helmet with no face mask and stuff. And I mean it's just one of those iconic old school and I mean old school type football pictures. It's a great photo. Um, we we put that up on our site too, John. So people can go check it out. Here you all Right on, sweet. So someone you know, sad to see him passed away. A guy guy led a greater life than most. 
Moving forward, if you guys didn't hear about this this weekend or this week, um, Clinton Portis and uh, Josh's dog, LeVar Arrington, got into it a little bit indirectly with each other. And Josh um, talked to LeVar about this via Twitter earlier in the yeah. week. Yeah, it was uh, – dude, if you guys have not had a chance to listen to that, uh, to that radio show that LeVar did, I mean, literally, he had 15 minutes of uninterrupted talking. I think he was interrupted one time by like a, for like a second, <laughs> and the rest of the time, Lavar just talked. But uh, basically, um, you know, Portis was talking a bunch of smack uh, after the Super Bowl about Lavar leaving the Redskins and saying that Lavar left only for money because he couldn't get, wouldn't get enough money and this and that and the other. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, Portis was talking a lot of stuff. He, you know, the same Clinton Portis that, that asked the coaches to bench Mike Sellers, and he, and he admitted that he did that. And the same, and like you said, talking about LeVar Arrington leaving for money when he actually paid back money just to be able to leave because <laughs> of how Dan Snyder and Vinny Serrato handled it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to uh, – I was going to go there and, and kind of um, uh, read some of that because, I mean, basically, um, uh, the Washington Post, um, DC Sports uh, blog, uh, Dan Steinberg's blog, uh, basically, uh, he, he transcripted the, the um, uh, what am I trying to say? He, he, he put a transcript up of the, uh, of the interview, which really wasn't an interview, it was LeVar talking. Um, and, and I'll just read a little bit of this. Uh, he said, Josh, uh, we're talking about the money. Please don't uh, read the whole thing. I'm not going to. <laughs> he said, um, basically, I restructured my contract. Not one time. I restructured my contract two separate times. And as a result of those restructurings, how ironic that the name you used, I was insecure about Lavernius Coles and you. Well, that restructuring brought in Lavernius Coles. I was asked how I felt about that. Of course, I would love to have him on our team. He goes on and on and on. Um, you know, basically he says, um, I did not want to leave D.C., let's be clear on that. When everything transpired and all this stuff took place, ironically enough for Clinton to say that it was all about money and people were making money like the bar and this and that, I was still the highest paid Redskin on the team. I was still, with the contract situation, I was still the highest paid Redskin on the team. So it was never about money with me. It was about the principles involved with what was going on. And, you know, um, he's gotten, if you listen to the interview, it's really kind of interesting because, you know, he got phone calls from his fellow teammates that were like, dude, if you can restructure, you know, we can have, it, it can help us keep our jobs next year. And, uh, and LeVar did that. He actually put a stipulation on his um, restructuring saying, I'll do this if you promise that those guys, if you, the Washington Redskins, will promise that those guys will have their jobs next year. And, uh, finally, what it came down to was the Redskins wouldn't guarantee any of that um, from the money standpoint, and, and then LeVar ended up going. Yeah, and I can't I, – I, I, to jump in there, I can't say that, that there's ever been a team that would have said yes to that kind of contract from oh, any yeah. player, really. Just just in defense, not to defend the Redskins and Serato and his management, but – you know, it, it's not like that's that's an unprecedented thing to say no to that. Yeah. No, no, I agree with that. I agree. Um, 
but awesome for LeVar to actually do that and to be like, hey, you know, let's let's do this and keep the team together and keep these guys' jobs and everything. Right. He basically said, you know, I got a call from Ronaldo Wynn, my family, my teammate from Cornelius Griffin. You know, they said, they said uh, if we don't get this stuff restructured, then and it's a collective bargaining agreement, uh, then they're going to be out of their jobs. is basically what he was saying. Interesting um, that most of those guys that you mentioned, though, are still on the Redskins. Yeah. I do love that he says, if you think I'm lying, you can call Joe Gibbs. Call the Washington Redskins. Ask them. I don't think he's lying. I think Clinton Portis is just an idiot and just needs to shut up. Oh, man. And if you want to put an F in in the middle of that, yeah. His mouth is just like a big leaky faucet that you can't turn off. Yeah, he. it's it's cool that he likes to speak his mind and everything, but seriously, shut up. But, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not like he's actually going to be on the team. Oh, and then, this year. dude, and then it was funny when LeVar cut on him for his, like, staying out four weeks with a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, man, you remember back in, um, when was that, like 2006, five? When was that? I don't know, dude. I can't keep that stuff. I can't straight. remember. I'd have to, but if you listen to it, he's like, I went out and I got banged up and I had a concussion. I came back in the second half and made an interception and put it in for a touchdown. <laughs> against Charlotte or against Carolina. Yeah. I don't want to call him Charlotte. And then Clinton Port and he was like, Portis stays out for four weeks with one. And then tries to talk ba- about yeah, me not being like a good said, leader. Portis just needs to shut up. Yeah. So anyway, and then Josh um, apparently went on Twitter and actually had a little interview with LeVar Arrington. Dude, I wouldn't call it an interview. A I Twitter view. A Twitter view. A Twitter view. I call it an interview because you asked him a question and he answered it. That counts. <laughs> <laughs> I just told him, man, you know that, uh, you know that basically that we had his back. That you know it was uh, like that means anything, but that uh, you know we we had we've been following him since we met him at training camp back in uh, 2001 or whatever it was, and um, that we we had his back. And uh, and he was like, "Thanks, Double H." <laughs> in other words, um, no problem. And uh, you know, I told him, to, you know, just keep speaking it like he like he saw it, and uh, basically, and uh, he came back and said, um, "Oh, I said, I said, ever thought of running for office?" <laughs> and he said, um, "No, actually, I am not." <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, Clinton Portis, you better watch out because if you try to. Uh, Attack um, Lavar Arrington from behind. There's going to be Harry Hog football there, <laughs> dude. dude when, if you listen to Arrington, if Clint Portison been in the room and had said a single word like back to Arrington, I think Lavar would have just jumped him and beat the hell out of him. <laughs> I know he was pissed off, and rightfully so, because because who is Clint Portis to be passing judgment on him? We all know that Clint Portis is not a leader, is is not exactly a class guy. Yeah, he's a big clown and everything. But, you know, he... Oh, he joked him about that, Somebody who's shown his rear many, many times and has said really stupid things and and has not taken response... He's one of those guys that doesn't take responsibility for himself. And, and, you know, I'll probably piss off a couple listeners here, but he's one of your typical University of Miami graduate kind of guys. Oh, and LeVar was like, at one point in his little tirade, he was talking about all the, like, the black athletes, like, um... Um... Crap, what's his name? <laughs> Just love. Bobby Mitchell, thank you. 
and like the integration with the Redskins being the last team to integrate and uh, all these guys that paved the way for people like Clinton Portis to play. And then Clinton Portis dresses up like a fairy and he was cutting on him. Oh. Totally laid into him, man. Oh, yeah. And he, he was, I mean, he was like talking about how he respected the game and how, how Clinton Portis basically like mouths off about, you know, all these people that are legends, Redskins legends, you know, um, uh, here you go. He said, I respect the game. I would never, I would have never argued with Sam Huff. I would have never argued with Brian Mitchell. I would have never argued with John Riggins. I would have never argued with Sonny Jurgensen. I would not disrespect the people who were the forerunners, who were the people that set the bar when it needed to be for us to be willing to dream and to try to achieve. I would never disrespect that. And he just kept going on and on about it. He went on forever. I swear, though, if you listen to it, you got to kind of like just kind of take the thing in by osmosis because he keeps saying, I'm, I'm going to be clear here, but then he's really not. And he makes these big circles. He tries to. Uh, LeVar is another one of those unique guys like Clinton Portis in a way, though. He's one of those guys that, that he, he's a very unique individual and, 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 and kind of a character. He always has been. But he comes from a great past and a great strong upbringing where he has the right values, which is what you were just talking about, Josh. I mean, some of you guys probably know, I mean, his dad is a Vietnam veteran who lost his legs, grew up in western Pennsylvania. Um, you know, LeVar went to Penn State, came to the Washington Redskins, and of course played for the Giants at the end of his career. Came back to Washington, lives in Washington, works in Washington, is very active in the area still, loves the Washington Redskins, like he said, um, respects the his the game of football, the history of pro football, and and he's the ex, you know uh, other than being a character, he's the exact opposite of Clinton Portis. He, the exact opposite. Portis doesn't respect the game. He doesn't respect the people that he plays with. Um, it's all about me, 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 uh, as opposed to Lavar, who who is all about let's win this damn game, team. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's enough about Clinton Portis. Moving forward. Yeah, hopefully speak. we won't have to talk about Clinton Portis again until I get to come on here and say, Cut! Dude, let me just say this one more thing. And I'll shut up about it. I think, I think LeVar deserves a round of applause for uh, coming out and saying this like this. I yes, think sir. it was long overdue that somebody needed to um, respond and have a rebuttal uh, to, to the things that Clinton Portis has been And basically put him in his place. Moving forward. I like how John put on the itinerary, Clinton rips Arrington, LeVar destroys Janky Spanky. (laughs) Moving forward, the Redskins signed a kicker, Justin Medlock, to the futures contract this um, week. Um, Medlock? (laughs) <laughs> My grandma loves that show. Justin most recently played for the Eagles, I believe. He was he was on like three teams practice squads over the last year. He played for the his, Toronto Argonauts. The with Medlock, yeah, the last team he played for was the Argos up in uh, Toronto. Um, what? <laughs> His, oh, he was drafted by the Rams in the fifth round a couple years ago, like Aaron, like you said, uh, UCLA, a Bruin, 
like uh, Doc Walker. And he, uh, I remember this actually. There were some wor- questions about him, and he missed one of his two field goals. It was a short field goal in the first game of the year. Aaron mentioned this to me before the podcast, and I was like, I remember that game. Because it was a big deal that they actually drafted a kicker. Mm-hmm. And they drafted him in, uh, I think I said, the fifth round. And they cut him after the first game of the season. And Aaron, you were saying he's bounced around a little bit. He played in the Canadian Football League last year. And that's some pretty good numbers. Um, and I, I'm personally, I'm really glad to see that they've gone ahead at this point already and brought in competition for the kicker position. And I hope we see a lot more of this at other positions uh, on the team, you know. When your team goes four and twelve, no one's job is safe. Especially crappy kickers. Named Gordon Especially Gano. Crappy Gordon Gano, named crappy. after the guy from the Violent Fans. <laughs> Go on isn't, isn't um Hugh Dan's uncle a kicker? Can't we can't we get him? He yeah, was a but, punter, wasn't he? No, he was a kicker. He okay. Was, Didn't he kick for the bikes? Yeah, for like two preseason games. If you go back to like episode thirty seven, you can listen to the interview we had at with him. He'll tell you all about the original Under Armour. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, moving forward, um, Ray Wright has been named head of strength and conditioning coach, and I'm excited for this just because I heard some rumors that they were looking at signing Bill Romanowski, one of the dirtiest players I've ever seen. One of the dirtiest. Drug headed Admitted roid head, admitted HGH. And just a bizarre guy. If you've ever heard any interviews with him lately um, on the radio, he's 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 a he's a weird individual. He's the exact guy, kind of guy that you do not want working as your strength and conditioning head guy. Passing out the roids in the locker room. Uh, anyway, Ray Wright comes from Houston, so. <laughs> <laughs> so so Ray Wright, you don't happen to have the jingle there from Louisville, do you? So Ray Wright comes from Houston where he worked with Kyle Shanahan and he was there for, I think, eight years or so. And he actually worked for the Redskins before that. He got his start with the Redskins, Ray Wright did, as a intern for scouting, I think. Huh. And then he bounced around to uh, some other teams. But anyway, we'll see how Ray Wright can get this team whipped into shape. We'll see how many hamstrings we got this year. Yeah. Are you really good with hamstrings and turf test? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, and hang me out, Carlos Roger. And speaking of coaches, uh, Ray Brown, our dog from a few years ago. Big Ray like, Brown. Like the team dad. Um, went on to be assistant O-line <laughs> coach for the San Francisco 49ers, which um, – I think it's pretty cool. He was always a cool guy. We saw him when we were at the stadium coming out of the tunnel a few times. Like yeah. like most guys have like their, you know, hot chicks on their arms. He came out with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Ray Brown Dude, on like Comcast for a while? He was on yeah. that for a while. I think he was doing the whole reporting thing for a while, and I think he just couldn't get away from the game. Yeah. Like he didn't like it as much. Um, and I, I've always been impressed with Ray Brown because he's an inspiration to big men, and by big I mean fat, everywhere. Because he was like 300 and what, 30 pounds near the end of his career. He started taking Pilates when he was 37, I think. And when he retired at 42 or 43, dude could do the splits and touch his nose to the turf. 
<laughs> 330 pounds, man. You might as well have put him in, in, in like a, a kung fu movie or something like that with moves like that. Yeah. There's hope for you yet, Mike Williams. I kind of wish he was our assistant O-line coach because he just Williams. seemed like a cool dude. Yeah, dude. Like you said, the team dad. I, I laughed at that, but that is, I think, a very good, uh, accurate description of him. That's true. Anyway. Like, like – I think he he was a good person to kind of be in charge, be a leader type of uh, individual. Do we have a Tom's trivia? What's going on with Tom? Is he on hiatus for the off season right now? On what? Hiatus. On hiatus. Oh, oh, I thought you said something else. Um, uh, I haven't I haven't heard from Tom this past week. Uh, he may be um, he may be going through um, withdrawal football withdrawal. Uh, Understandable. I think he yeah, sent an email uh, that said something about, you know, thank goodness Russ Grimm is finally in or something like that. Right. But I didn't see anything but, regarding Tom's trivia. We we are about to go into hiatus for a little while with Tom's trivia. And um, before we do so, though, probably in the next week or two, we will um, we will announce. Tom will give us totals, and we will announce this season's winner of Tom's trivia. So... There you go. Don't we have like a cool gift for them? What's the gift? What they win? I don't know. Do we have? I thought you were doing that. Oh, is that me? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, don't worry. Whoever it is, we got something for you. We'll find something for you. It'll be really cool. We'll dig it out. Maybe it'll be the. uh, the, uh, It'll be an authentic Clinton Portis jersey. It might be a Kenny Rogers T-shirt. Kenny Rogers tour shirt. <laughs> Hope it fits. <laughs> Kenny Rogers crew. I still have something that belongs to um, David from Michigan from last year because we need to get a. Uh, this when David was like hopping around. He was like in a bunch of different places. We need a solid address so that I can send David from Michigan this this Tom's trivia win thing that he had from last season. Dude, so I still got it sitting in a box. Dude, it's David in Michigan, man. Can't we just, like, put David in Michigan on the envelope and mail it and the post office will get it there, kind of like when you send something to Santa Claus? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, I think that about wraps it up for this week's uh, episode. We do want to mention, go to the website. Make sure you uh, feel free to comment on the the post. Um, I want to mention once again that if you do comment, and your comment does not post immediately, that's probably because you have not commented before. Uh, we're trying to keep the spammers out. So, you know, give us a little time. Usually within a couple of hours, we will uh, approve your comment. And once it's been approved, you're good to go. You don't need us to approve it anymore. So, um, you know, feel free to co- keep commenting. Uh, but that's the deal with that. Um, also, uh, if you're uh, looking for that something for that special loved one, that special person mm. in your life, Feel free to shop at the Harry Hog Shop. Click on shop. There's like four links. Amazon, iTunes. What else is there? Something. Amazon, iTunes. Um, yeah. The Harry Hog Football yeah. Shop. We can buy t-shirts and, and wall clocks and uh, uh, tags and stuff of that nature. The Amazon, of course. And Subhub. And one more thing I do want to mention. The map is back on the website. If, uh, if you were on the map before and you want to be put on it again, or if you've never been on the map, um, 
just send a, send an email out to uh, John at HarryHogFootball.com. Yeah. Uh, send us a contact uh, message by just going to the bottom of the site and filling out the contact form. They put me on the map. Yeah, eventually I'm going to migrate everyone over from the old map. And I know we had a comment in the box recently from someone who was like, you put me in the exact, like, wrong state. <laughs> Completely <laughs> wrong place from where I'm supposed to be. We're going to fix that, dude. Don't worry about it. We're going to get everything going. Um, I'm just slack. Anyway. Uh, so anyway, there's that. Enjoy. Send us an email at redskinsfanaharryhousefootball.com. As always, we appreciate you listening. And if you would like to um, sponsor an episode, uh, you can click on the little donation button down there. <laughs> uh, make a $5 donation or however much you see fit to Harry Hall Football. It doesn't have to be 5 It could be 500 Or 5 or Or 1 It has to be at least $0.11 cents because... Or PayPal takes away ten cents from every donation, or five million. So if you only donate ten cents, um, then then PayPal will take the entire amount, <laughs> and they'll be happy to do so. And they'll be like, "Thanks, Harry Hog Football." <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, hail to the Redskins! Congratulations to Russ Grimm, and <laughs> we're gonna be there August. I think it's August seventh or eighth. Yeah, and if you see a Cowboys fan this week. Joker! Joker!